This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? How's it going, man? Not much, man. We're just chilling, waiting for these games to start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> gonna... Are the playoffs happening? Or I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in again. Uh, this is going to be a little preview pod for what's to come uh, tonight, actually. Uh, game one against the Rockets. I'd like to invite you to uh, check out our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast app, Amazon Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're liking the pod, check it out um, online. Our social media is at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com and share with some friends. All right, man, let's dig into this. Yeah, thanks, Luke. So, um, you know, we actually we haven't done one of these since we since we swept the Trailblazers and mm-hmm. uh you know, I think I think it's probably for for a couple reasons. One, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about with the end of that series. Like we knew basically after game three that it was over mm-hmm. and it was just a matter of winning those games. Our last game was actually delayed because of the the, the players strike, um, which which, again, just kind of like changed the timing and mm-hmm. um, made the game not really seem all that big or that important, really. Yeah, totally. Um, that too. But I don't want to gloss over the fact that we won a playoff series for the first time in, in eight years. Seriously. Um, which Seriously. is pretty cool. That is for, pretty for, cool. For a lot of us that, that struggled through the swag time era. Yep. Um, so I, I don't want to gloss over that. Uh, it feels good. It's good it to does. Be back. And, and we beat a legit team. So that feels good, too. It's just like we played well. We overcame a oh, game one adversity. And um, I think the team really, really grew in its own way. So, yeah. Huge, yeah. huge. So glad to get that under our belt. Totally. So let's do a little quick uh, in or out. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about this matchup. Um, so Luke, uh, in or out on the Eastern Conference carrying on with round two of the playoffs before like the Western Conferences even started playing games. Totally out. Just give them more rest. I, I don't I don't get it. Like what? What's the rush? <laughs> yeah, it's, gonna, so, it's so weird. <laughs> totally. Well, it's, it's bizarre because they're going to have to play the Western Conference. So what are they going to have like two and a half weeks of rest at the end of the playoffs yeah. before the finals? I don't get it. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, like if it were not for uh, a, a, an amazing inbound pass from Kyle Lowry and the chillest buzzer beater ever from OG Ananobi <laughs> last night, the Celtics could have had a 3-0 lead before the Clippers or Lakers even played a single game. Wouldn't that have been nuts? It's kind of wild. They, like, swept them. Yeah. Seriously, that was half a second from happening, right? Like we were half right. a second away from from the Celtics <laughs> basically having won the series without their, you know, like counterparts in their conference even playing. You play one game. Yeah. I mean, I guess the NBA is just like trying to to get two nights of basketball every night or every day or two, yeah. sorry, two games of basketball every night. Yeah. But is yeah, it it's, it's really bizarre. But, <laughs> but it, it really points to like how much more competitive the Western Conference is. Yeah, that too. Because these Eastern teams just just keep sweeping and gentlemen sweeping each other. It's it's so funny. Okay, in in or out? Do you think that the media is trying to sell us a false narrative of the East being strong? Yeah, of course. It, they've been doing it all year. It's because LeBron left. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and so vacuum. did everybody else. <laughs> yeah, so did everybody else. <laughs> and exactly. and you know, and uh, Kevin Durant it hasn't played all season. Right, right, exactly. You know, like the East's marquee guy. Sorry, Giannis is hurt you know and has been out all, yeah. all season so there's been um, so much disrespect to kevin durant this year a lot so yes. much yes yes and now steve nash gets to be his coach 
Don't even get me started, man. A guy with no experience. I don't get it, man. That, that um, must have I been like a bro hire. Like, oh, yeah. I, oh, I like that guy. I want to read you a tweet. <laughs> this, is from, this is from Roger Sherman at The Ringer. He said, man, it's got to be such a bummer to be one of the guys who spends their lives working up the basketball coaching ranks. And then NBA teams are like, we're going with the most famous basketball player <laughs> most recently seen analyzing soccer on television. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know these Jacques owners. Vaughn. What, what about Jacques yeah. Vaughn? The guy did a real, like a nice job this this bubble season, dude. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, I thought I thought bizarre. that the, it's bizarre. I thought that like Nick Nurse is gonna represent a bit of a sea change. Like, hey, like, look, you can have success with somebody that really gets the game, and <laughs> this has nope. an MVP though. I mean, I think that that uh, to to answer your question about like the East is is the East actually strong? I think that there are a few strong teams in the East. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think the Bucks are totally. one of them. I think the Heat are a strong team. I think the Celtics yep. are a strong. Like, I think the four teams yep. left basically are strong teams. Agreed. But outside of that, they're not. Yep. And I think the Heat might be exposing that the Bucks are actually a much weaker team than uh, we than than everyone had assumed, right? And I, I and it's exposing that I should have watched more Heat this year. They're a really fun team. I like yeah, that. Well, I, keep, I, mean, I, I think we all have to go back and like undo our I would take Paul George over Jimmy Butler takes from like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, I would take Did Jimmy you? Butler over Paul George in a heartbeat right now. For sure. It was just because of that one like MVP ish caliber year that like all NBA, all, all NBA is what I should say caliber yeah. year that yeah. Paul George had in the regular season that just kind of brainwashed everybody. But yeah, I mean, it like the playoffs, the playoffs remind us. Like stars are stars, <laughs> you know. Like Chris Paul, good at basketball. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, really good at basketball. And it's like, oh right, they might not be. They, they're still very good in the regular season. Don't, don't get me wrong; they led their teams really well during the regular season. But it's it's a difference between like Giannis or early LeBron, where like wow, like these guys are just on another level. And then you get to the playoffs, and then you start to see, oh yeah, the superstars pick it back up. The older yeah, guys, I don't they know. really try. <laughs> yeah, they, that's isn't that the X factor, right? <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah Chris Paul when he tries, <laughs> hell of a player, really good player still. <laughs> um, uh, what, just one more thing on the Bucks, like yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that I think is crazy is like for, this is a, this is a very long in or out, but uh, uh, they, I realized I was thinking about it, like they did nothing to address the reasons that they got bounced from the playoffs last year. Absolutely, they got worse. They lost mm-hmm. Malcolm Bra- Mal- Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do anything to address their Eric Bledsoe problem. I think they were just banking on everybody getting better on the team. Yeah, I think you're right. But that's a bad strategy. I also think you should never bank on George Hill. After you saw that man's yeah. eyes in the finals when he was playing with LeBron, those, those are the <laughs> eyes of a man that just, just wants to go home. I don't want to uh, be here. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I would not He's trust not a George Hill. Player. The other thing where I think the strength in the East actually really resides, yeah, uh, it, with maybe one exception, is in their coaching. Yeah, I agree. so I think yeah. three of these four coaches—Brad Stevens, mm-hmm. Eric Spolstra, and Nick Nurse—are mm-hmm. like top-notch, outstanding coaches. Totally, uh, totally and like, agree. Pl- and like playoff caliber coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Not the guys who get you the playoffs, but these are guys who can win you playoff series. Series. Yep. Um, and and I think a lot of the heat success has to go to Spolstra, yeah. Uh, in terms of like how he's re- retooled, you know, the totally. way they, they play. Um, I think job. Coach Bud is. 
an outlier still because mm-hmm. he could never get it done in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing him struggle to, to get it done with him with the, the co MVP defensive player of the year on his team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Presumptively. So, um, uh, you know, one more player that, uh, you never want to trust is Jeff green. Uh, who <laughs> <laughs> speaking of another guy we should shit on. <laughs> um, all right. So how about this? Uh, this extra time in or out, this extra time will yep. be good for the Lakers. In. I, I, I've been seeing a lot of takes saying that this is a bad thing because it's going to like screw up the rhythm. I, I think that it's, I think that it's a good thing because the, uh, what we're going to be up against is going to be a very different team. I, I think that the Rockets, in terms of the switching defense that they play, I think there's going to be a lot more open three pointers, especially for the ball handler. Um, so I, I think that just retooling, rewatching film, having some practices, but not having to kill yourself, like trying to get like four practices in and like three A's, you know, they're able to kind of take it easy, you know, shake it off, smoke some cigars, drink exactly. some wine, get ready for the next fight. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like they're, they're a heavyweight man that that's what this Laker team is. And I think that they're going to be, they'll be in their best if it doesn't, you know, if it's not too long, granted, they'll fall asleep. But like, I think this is the sweet spot where the, the Rockets might be a little gassed. I think we're going to be prepared. I think we knew it was going to be the Rockets this whole time. I think we knew it was going to be the Rockets probably yeah. during this yeah. extended offseason intermission. Yeah. So I as think much got, as I wished the Thunder were going to pull it out. Oh, I yeah, that would have been awesome. I think you're right. That would have been great. But I, I think that in terms of team that we've schemed against, I think that they're up there. Um, and I, I would trust that Vogel and staff have got a ridiculous amount of tape on how they want to play these guys. And so I, I think getting those defensive principles in is really important. Which can dig, we, we can dig into a little bit more. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this, uh, this little rest. I don't think it's been as big of a rest or as, or as big of a deal as people have been making it. What do you, what do you think? Do you think it's going to screw up the rhythm? No, I mean, I'm, I'm in on the rest. I think short term, I, I'm worried about a cold start tonight. Hmm. In particular. I think that's almost inevitable. Yep. But yeah, I, I yeah. could see the Rockets doing the same thing, you know. But I also think that, like, you know, not just for this series, but but if mm-hmm. we if we do win this series and if we do extend into the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think that this amount of rest is going to make a difference, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I like that take. Like LeBron's got so many. He's got more playoff minutes on his body than any player in NBA history at this point. So these long periods of rest where he can really recover, I think, are, are going to really matter. And we've mm-hmm. got a pretty vet heavy team. So I, I think it matters for all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is going to reduce the chances of um, like stress related injuries. Right. Mm-hmm. From like repeated stressing so, of, of joints totally. and tendons and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like with an older team, I think that actually does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that actually I, th- I think we have going for us right now mm-hmm. Is is the fact that we're in this bubble and all these games are played in the same place. So I think for a younger team, it, the, the travel isn't as big of an issue. But again, yep. for I think for an older team, like the fact that like the game's over and they're just like it might be a kiddie pool, but they're in the ice tub, you yep. know, like yep. really quickly and they're back in their room, they're asleep. They don't have to get on the really like the team bus early. They don't have to fly across the country four times in a series like totally. Totally. You know, I, I think that Very that'll as much as we lose the staple center advantages yeah. that we that we love. Yeah. Um, I think that there's something to be said for for this particular team and, and what this what this environment could do for them. Totally agree. Um, 
How about this? In or out, we should not have tried to secure the one seed, given who the two seed has gotten to play in these playoffs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, we that's we should have point. really tanked in the bubble so that we could have played uh, the, the Mavs and now the Nuggets. I mean, would I prefer to play the Mavs and the Nuggets? Yes. Do I think that it's worth... Like, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. If we knew that we were going to be playing in a bubble without home court advantage, I don't think that LeBron and AD would have tried nearly as hard as they did in the regular season. You know? That's fair. Um, That's fair. I, I think that we were fighting for home court, uh, and which I think was smart at the time. Like, you know, yeah. we get home court against any team, I think we're going to beat them. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah based I'm, on the information. We I mean, I don't want to... I, I don't think it's ever good to take a losing mentality. Like, no, I, yeah, I think that either. that kind of you know yeah. like game yeah, kind of scheming yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. it's not a good um, look how about this uh are you in or out on the fact that lebron took zero mid-range jumpers in round one of the playoffs dude i'm in i think that it's i think that it's so cool because he's got that so deep in his bag like he can he can draw from that the second that that's the only thing that the defense has given him he can torch some people from the mid-range mid-range um, and but it's nice because if you compare that to how many mid-range jumpers that AD was averaging per game, you know he was based on the way that you calculate it. It depends, but um, just in terms of pure efficiency, AD was like the top guy in the first round in terms of hitting mid-range jumpers. And I I think that that's a big part of it. I think that it was like scheming to get okay, LeBron, you're going to be at the pressuring the rim, hitting threes and dishing to AD in the mid-range. I, I agree with you 100%. To me, when I thought about this a little more, this has everything to do with giving AD space to operate. Yep, yep. exactly. It was the scheme. And I love that Braun is like the type of player that can can just say, oh, cool, I just like won't, I'll just ignore 30% of the basketball court in terms right. of like my offensive game. Yep. And and get it done. Um, it's, it's one reason why I think it's interesting to think about what a Kawhi LeBron AD team would have looked like. Because uh-huh. Kawhi is a guy who operates very heavily out of that mid-range game, right? I think he yeah. is sort of the the true successor to Michael and Kobe in terms of that mid-range, yeah, that I type of that. mid-range player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting. I, I wonder if we would have actually seen AD's efficiency take a hit because of mm-hmm. how that would have drawn defenders into that that space uh, and impacted. Uh, he would AD's have had more dunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing he would have just become basically a dunker yeah exactly um, he would have been he would have been deandre jordan circa right. the, the lob city clippers yeah exactly which but but, that's but more not, talented. That, yeah but that's not using ad to his full potential either so i, yes, I hear your point agreed. i hear your point agreed um all right last one in or out uh mm-hmm. the lakers should make a change to their starting lineup for game one in i i think that we shouldn't start um a, a big right off the bat i think that we should establish the pace and the tempo and get them get them in their own heads about the way that they're having to switch lebron ad right off the jump i don't want to tire those guys out though so that's the only other thing that's kind of in my head is like we're probably not going to win or lose the game in the first five minutes probably but i would like Although to, we could I, i'd like to take <laughs> a shot it at it <laughs> i'd like to take a shot at winning the game in the first are you five for minutes. Are you forgetting game one of the, no, the, exactly. the trailblazer series exactly. where we literally lost that game in the yeah. first five minutes or uh i think it was against the magic this season i we went on like a 25 to 0 run like we literally held them like scoreless for the first eight minutes um laker film room has a really good 
like recap of the way that the defense worked. I just remember watching that game and be like, oh, so I don't need to tape the rest where it's done now. <laughs> we can stop watching yeah. now. So it's possible. I, I don't know. But at the same time, I like I'm, I'm still of two minds that that is what I think is the right thing to do. But I don't think Vogel's going to do it. That's exactly what I was going to say is like, I almost don't want to answer this one mm-hmm. just because it doesn't matter. Vogel's not. Doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's for, for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One is, uh, I, I think that like traditionally higher seeds don't concede that point. Yep. Yeah. Mental, now the Warriors are a notable thing. exception to that. Although yeah. I don't know if the Warriors were actually the number one seed that, that year. I, I think the Rockets might've been the number one seed that year. Mm. Um, the other thing is, is, uh, I, I do think it like. I don't know. I read something about changing lineups can kind of fuck with veteran locker rooms. Yeah, I could, I could see they're, that. They're kind of like coach, like we got all the way here doing this. Mm-hmm. Why are we going to change horse midstream? Like, like let's, let's see what we actually are against this team. And then, it, and then if it doesn't work, it's a seven game series. We can make an adjustment, but yeah, I, I think we all know that Vogel's not going to change the lineup to start. Um, I, I actually kind of think that, it's probably a bad sign for how the series has gone uh, if we see a lineup change. If it's not, uh, that's like not caused by injury. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. And I, I understand the perspective of like, do we really want to throw coups out there right in the beginning of the game? Because that's probably who we would sub in. Because um, he's going to have a big defensive, uh, you know, task ahead of him specifically kuzma and um maybe maybe we can talk a little bit about like what you think these matchups are going to be like um because i'm i'm really curious kind of who you think who will guard who uh, who should guard who and kind of what what the defensive scheme should be just because that's so much the lakers identity yeah i'm happy to because i think that that's actually really what's going to decide this series Mm, to be honest is 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 is, is who we match up against Because we saw this team the first game after they went ultra small, uh, and I, and I think I was I was watching some highlights. I think we played like AD against Russ. Yeah, like yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah, we did. He got cooked, and Russ had forty one points in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, I think we can look at round one for a little bit of insight. Okay. Um, I think that uh, Lou Dort yep. was kind of a revelation in terms of his his defense on on Harden. Right. Um, we don't really have a guy like Lou Dort but the mm-hmm. truth is no one in the NBA really has a guy like Lou Dort like he should be playing middle linebacker not you know shooting guard like yeah. he's 6'1 like two, 240 or something like that yeah um so I you know I think um I think the first question for me is mm-hmm. uh who does AC defend who's mm-hmm. Alex Crusoe defend mm-hmm. who does he have the biggest chance of impeding yeah um and I think the answer to that is probably Harden. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, right. I, 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 I think can see that. that. Like, I can see that. Because if you look at what Lou Dort did, some of it was his size, which, which right. AC doesn't have. No. But it was that we never, the, the, the Thunder never switched. Yeah. They never allowed anyone to switch, right? Yeah. Lou Dort fought over every single screen. Yeah. They, he stayed honest. He stayed on uh, Harden the whole time. Uh-huh. I think that Crusoe is the type of player who can do that. Yeah. I also think he got a ton of practice in not fouling over screens for real against Dame in the last round. Seriously, which is exactly what 
you know, he's going to have to maintain for Harden. Yep. The problem though is, is, is Russell Westbrook. Yep. Because like, we don't know which Russ is going to show up. We don't know if we're going to get game six Russ. Like seriously, he's been really badly. I just want him right? out of control. He's been a huge but he, liability. He had, he had some yes. injuries though. So that, that's part of what I'm worried about is that like, he seems like he's on the mend and he's on the up. I'm a little nervous that he's going to peak. Is that going to help his broken shot or his bad decision making? No, like his, no, no. I don't, I don't think those decisions are made from his quadriceps. Right. right? Exactly. Like, so um, I, I'm with you, but so I think for me, it's like, if he if he comes into this series locked in uh-huh. and is explosive and decisive, but also defers to Harden during crucial game moments, mm-hmm. and we see Russ's usage go down a little bit, mm-hmm. then I'm actually a little worried. Yeah, because that's a that's a tough, really tough matchup for us. So what I've actually been thinking is, I kind of think that AC might be a better matchup. I think I think he's best matched up against Harden. Yeah, and I think that in like crucial moments of the game, we're going to see that. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that he's a better every play defender against Russ mm-hmm. because I think he's our only defender who can even like attempt to keep up with yeah. Russell Westbrook in terms of speed. Totally. I mean, um, yeah, which which for Harden, then it's like, who do we put on Harden? I mm-hmm. think we saw Kuzma do, a you know, make a very valiant effort against him in, mm-hmm. in a bubble game, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I'm actually thinking we might see a lot of Markeith okay. on Harden. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. For sure, because because Harden is, is actually like deceptively strong. Yeah, he is. He that's why he's a pretty good post defender. He's not a very good wing defender or anything, but pretty good post defender. So I'm kind of thinking we might see a decent amount of Markeith. Uh, I like that on on Harden, and so that's why I actually think Markeith might be mm, like an X factor uh, here. More of a more of a starting lineup possibility than mm, even Kuzma. I like that take. I like that take. I could see it. Uh, yeah, I could even see him being first sub. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, along those same lines, I I kind of feel like feel feel like what we saw in that first round um, does does play in where we weren't trying to get the point of attack defender to stop Dame or stop CJ. We were just trying to get them to either funnel them to one side, have them like ice the screen, like just these. There were it was basically like you have one job. You know, force him left. You have one job. You know, yeah. don't foul him and stay on his hip. You know, just these like yep. these like little things. I feel like that's that's what AD. I mean, sorry, that's what um, Kuz and AC and probably KCP are gonna have as their main role. And then we need to have guys like Danny Green and AD and our bigs and LeBron to be like really good help defenders, always swiping for the ball. And like, if we can run them off the three point line a little bit and funnel them inside, like, yes, that opens up like the possibility of dunks and easy layups and stuff like that. But I, I almost would rather them have to contend with our bigs inside than totally. have an opportunity at an open three. Um, they're gonna try and drive and kick, well, but like that's an opportunity for a turnover. I don't know. You, no, you're so you're so right because uh, like a lot of I mean, they're they were I think they were second in the league in. Uh, in two point attempts. I mean, look, they just, they take a lot of shots. Yeah, they take okay. a lot of shots. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so wrong about that. Uh, they were 30th in the league in two point attempts. Uh, what I meant Whoa. to say is <laughs> Whoa. 30th in the league in two point attempts. Yeah. Yeah. But is that they're uh-huh. second, they're second in two point percentage. Hmm. So what, what I, what I saw, and I think what you see a lot with these kind of small teams is, mm-hmm. 
that a lot of those like dunks come from like back cuts after they've swung the ball around the yep. entire court. They've got the hold shifted and out of, and there's no, and then like, you know, PJ Tucker mm-hmm. just like slides in under the rim and like, boom, perfect pass, easy dunk. Right. So yep. I think you're right that I would actually rather force a ball handler yep. to drive and then be able to congest it. And then if they kick it out and hit a yeah. three, like, yeah, I kind of think we'll live with that. But I, 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 we don't want them just like living around the three and then like inside backdoor for eats. That's that for sure. For sure. And, and I think that we might, we might be able to use our weaknesses as strengths where like, if, if Russ is being like, Oh, Alex Caruso can't guard me. <laughs> and that, that'll be like, okay, great, great. Russ, go, go try yeah. and hit a contested mid range yeah. jumper. Please. Go crazy. That, that sounds great. You yeah, know, to- totally. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the, well, the other thing I want to say about this team is, um, Everyone talks about their three-point shooting, right? Like you can't you can't talk about the Rockets without talking about their three-point shooting. Uh-huh. And the number that everyone focuses on is three-point attempts, of course, which is a wild forty-five point three, mm-hmm. which is like just slightly below the record they set last season. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but what most people don't talk about is their three-point percentage, mm. which is. Uh, 34 and a half percent which was 24th in the league yeah yeah it's a little so they're actually not that efficient with it right now the scary thing about this team is that they can be yeah right yeah like in it like i think the trick for us is going to be like to not let these games be close with a minute left yeah because that's when like it kind of goes out the window and like harden can just hit big shots and 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 he has we forget we forget that that he actually has hit quite a few of those because the team their team has lost so many series and rounds but he's actually made quite a few of those those big shots oh yeah um no i just haven't mattered (laughs) Um, right but that was the same thing with the trailblazers like you didn't want to give dame and cj a window of light because you know they're going to they're going to gun for it. And they were very good at hitting those shots too. So I, I think we had good practice with them. This is a very different team. I think um, it's a deeper team. Um, but at the same time, I do think that there are depth issues, particularly at, you know, their, their s- small ball centers which, of which like, like it does, <laughs> their power doesn't forwards exist, and centers they're, of they're, whom they're, they have none. Right. Exactly. But like the, I'm not, I'm not talking about positionally. I'm talking about more like, the role that they fill yes like if you watch their like defense like i think that pj tucker and sneaky harden are both huge keys in terms of yeah because he's like he's not a a certain politician (laughs) sneaky harden very bad man (laughs) but like like when i when i when i picture the rockets as being like best when they're defending the post, so say like that, say that we like kick it to um, Dwight Howard, who's in the low post. Dwight Howard gets the ball. PJ Tucker's right on his hip, trying to use his lower body strength to contain him. As Dwight Howard rotates baseline, Harden is there to like jump in yep. the air with him. If we can get them in that situation enough and get either of those two guys yes. in foul trouble, they're going to you know, think twice about being really aggressive on the block. And that's when we can feast. So I think that's going to be a huge part game within the game kind of situation. If we can just get four fouls within the first three quarters on either of those guys, like our dunks are going <laughs> to be good, so much easier. to. I think we can definitely out. get these guys in there. You know, like, right. Cause I'm looking at their heights. <laughs> I could be, I could be, I could be on this team. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
like running down the height, it's like six five, six three, six five, six three, six six, six three, six six, six three. Yeah, totally. Five totally nine, but that guy doesn't really play. Seven feet, seven feet, which is Tyson Chandler. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see Tyson Chandler in this series because they have to. Dude, I hope so. Um, that would be a great sign would, too. We would be winning that series. Uh, yep. Six seven, six eight, six three, six six, six nine, six eight, six eight, six five. Like, that's like, I don't know how like. There's a there's a version of me that wants to say, like, we actually just run out a huge lineup against them. Right, right. Exactly. And just like just like play volleyball, just throw the ball over their heads. You know, we we I mean, that's another game within a game have to win the rebounding uh, game like crazy because that that's the way that you like. So the, the natural reaction would be, hey, do you want to trade twos for threes? But if you're getting rebounds, now every single possession that you have is a high yeah. percentage shot. You know, you know, if, if you get two, if you get two tra- chances at it every time you're down and the other team only gets one, you're probably going to win that game. It d- d- doesn't even matter who's hitting threes and who's hitting twos. It's like that, that alone can yeah. tilt the uh, analytics. So, so you've here, win those here's rebounds. my, here's my stat that I think that I think is yeah. going to tell us maybe not if we'll lose the series. I think we can win without this. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. if, if this person's okay. if this stat is high, I think that we're basically we're basically going to win. Yeah. So uh, to me, there are three outside shooters on this team who are really going to matter in the series for the Lakers. And it's Danny okay. Green, KCP and Alex mm-hmm. Caruso. Mm-hmm. So mm, Danny Green actually one. ended up yeah. shooting 40 percent in the first series. Yes, he was eight really? of 20. No He's way. 20. I didn't realize that. KCP. Those damn averages. They always surprise KCP, you. KCP lit, got on fire towards the end of the series. Ended up shooting man. 39.1% from three. He was nine for 23. So he was, so he was worse than... Danny Green. Than Green, which is, which is so funny because that totally fails the eyeball test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey man, bullying works. The, the downside was, and so maybe we need to stop being so nice to this guy, <laughs> is that AC mm. was 20%. He was three of fifteen. Yeah, he he, and he and he was hesitant. Uh, there were a lot of moments where it just really didn't look like he wanted to so shoot. So to me, AC's three point yeah. shooting percentage, I think, is going to be very indicative of this series because I think we're going to get a lot of Alex Caruso minutes because we're going to really need his his uh-huh. perimeter defense. Like he he is our Avery Bradley now. Yeah, like he he is he is yeah. the guy who is yeah, filling right. that that role for us. Um, mm-hmm. And so if if he's out there, they will. They will let him shoot as much as he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like we saw it with Dort, right? Like they just gave mm-hmm. him wide open threes all series. And some games he hit him, and they had a chance in those series. And some games he yeah. went like over seven or whatever. Yeah, and, and they lost those games. So I think to me that that's something I'm going to follow pretty closely. Is like mm-hmm. is AC? I don't even. I don't think he needs to be shooting forty percent. It just needs to be high enough that they go, okay, we can't just like leave him out there on an island. Yeah mid mid 30s mid to low 30s i feel like that i mean they're still gonna leave him on the island i don't think that that's like i think that's a good point i think that they have their hands so full especially with lebron and ad i mean two two guys that alone are taller than their entire team (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so so like i think i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna catch them ball watching a lot because you know they they switch Mm -hmm. so actively and they they have to help so actively that I, I think that there's going to be so much room for like cutters. So I think that Kuz might feast on those, those little cuts. I think AC might feast on just those little like, oh, it caught you ball watching. Yeah. 
cut and baseline. Um, so hopefully we can get those kind of moments early and get guys like Kuz and AC into rhythm so that, you know, they see the ball go through the hoop and now they're going to be called on for those open threes. Um, especially Kuz from the corner. I want to see more of that. He's really good from the open corner. Let's use a little bit of what the Rockets do against us, against them. Yeah. And see how they contend with a 6'9 dude camped out <laughs> wide open in the corner, you know? Like, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great... Yeah, I mean, Kuz is taller than everybody Just shoot over the, the top, it's, man. It's, it's, it's kind of wild. Yeah. But that, that, um, that's, that's the beauty is, like, we can, we can be have a guy right in front of them and shoot over them yeah like oh absolutely we also saw them give so. gallinari like every open three that he wanted basically especially in transition yeah i really hope that ad can cook him on those i the way that he's been shooting man i think he could and lebron's so. shot is falling now too i think that lebron's <laughs> yeah. gonna get a lot of open threes and so i i wouldn't be surprised if we saw a 40 plus game in this first game with lebron just He's a little pissed off, too, because he's been, you know, the, part of the reason why we didn't pod last time was because you don't want to just have nothing to say. And then you end up like shit talking LeBron on accident. And now he hates you because <laughs> that happened to like half. It's fine. It's fine if you should talk Mark Jackson. <laughs> yes, it's not fine. If you no one likes him. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Jackson's mom. Um, yeah, but like LeBron, he's been active on Twitter, uh, you know, fueling his sociopathic energy to elevate him to goat status because that's what you need it's like an infinity stone you need the hate <laughs> so uh it's it's really true so so look here's the here's the game schedule yeah and i'm curious do you still get uh spectrum sports for Dude, this it's over man this round it's I don't over know. yeah i just got the first round and now i'm now i'm joining all of all you right. guys so on you're the in it with broadcast. me now i'm in it with you're, you you're in it with us all right so uh yep so here's the deal um games start tonight at 6 p.m and then same thing. It's every other day uh, until this series is over. I love that they show home and away on the schedule still. They know. It's like, come it's on, guys. Silly, but um, there's going to be Laker fans in the stands either way, because somehow we've infiltrated all the other fans, <laughs> like digital <laughs> ticket sales, <laughs> which is great. Um, but uh, so it's every other night. So it's Friday night, Sunday night, yeah. Tuesday night. And yeah. then and then. You know, it's all TBD after that. But one thing I love is that is mm -hmm. that we always get the evening game. They always give us the the, the, the primetime slot, which is awesome. I don't want those three p.m.s. Yeah, of course not. You're not an MVP if you're three p.m. Looking at you, Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so here's my question: What's your prediction? How do you think yeah. it's all going to play out? Mm, Lakers in five. Ooh. Win, win, lose, win, win. Okay. All right. I I think that. If we see a locked in Russ, yeah, it's Lakers in six. I think if we see the Russ who played against the Thunder, mm -hmm. it's Lakers in five. What do you think about this this game tonight? Do you think we're gonna have cobwebs? I think we're gonna kill him. Oh, oh yeah. I think. Well, I think that will. I think that'll be a slow start. But I also, yeah, I just have this feeling that like, you know, Chris Paul was calling LeBron after Game Seven, apparently, like giving him all the like yes. basically giving him OKC's game plan. Yes, amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> Way to bury the lead. That's like the most interesting part of the pod. That's awesome. Yeah, I just oh, remembered that. So, so, I mean, look, Stephen Adams like really so struggled. Good. Yeah. Um, and and yet somehow the Thunder were still in these games. So we have mm -hmm. serviceable, serviceable, and and oh and, yeah like all-star caliber big men so right um yeah i i 
I think we'll come out slow, but I think we'll get them tonight. Yeah, me too. Um, real quick, final thought. Uh, are we going to see the Mamba jerseys again? You know, any, oh have man, any I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't so have any information about that, but like, man, I, I would be disappointed if we don't. I would be really yeah. disappointed if we don't see those again for the rest yep. of the playoffs. Yep. If we get a game seven, I feel like it's a must. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I hope we don't get a game seven, but if Me we too. do, but if we do, yeah, absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. All right, man. I want to thank all of our followers. And again, invite you to subscribe to the pod, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get them. And uh, check us out on social media. You can find all those links at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. All right, man. Hopefully we win tonight. Yeah. Hashtag be best. Stop bullying Danny Green. (laughs) Hashtag pay back the Rockets uh, for the Astros cheating. Yeah, there you That's go. Too, too long of too long of a hashtag. There but. you go. Yeah, we didn't think about that. This is an intersectional podcast. We're we're looking at the intersection of LA versus Houston. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Take All it right, easy, dude. See you, dude. See ya.